0: Welcome back to The Siding Lap, where we give you an insight into the world of motorcycle racing. Now, on this week's special episode, I should say, we have a very, very special guest with some special news. So I'm just going to let our guest go ahead and explain exactly what this podcast episode is all about. So Maddie, please take it away and tell everyone why we're here today. No pressure. Why do, I don't I'm not even sure that I know how to do this actually. <laughs> <laughs> Hi,
1: it's me, Maddie Patterson. You might have heard me before on the sighting lap. Um, and we're here today to talk about the Women's Motorcycling World Championship and more than that, a team that is in within it, uh SECMET motorcycle racing team, which I am the proud founder and team principal of, which is wild. So yeah. <laughs> I don't
0: know what yeah. else to say. I'm so excited. I can't believe it. So, yeah, I we should do for applause at this point. You know, I it wish is- I could <laughs> add that in. I'll see what I can do in the in the after editing. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Thank you so much. Oh my god. Thank
1: you. Thank you. No, it's it's um yeah. It's been a crazy uh eight or nine months actually of just working on this quietly in the background with a couple of other things that I've been working on and um. It's, it's really exciting now that this is a reality uh, and more than anything, our reason why and, and why we're doing this and where we're going and our team. Um, I, I am actually left speechless, believe it or not. I, that's very rare for me. I always have something to say. If you follow me on the internet, you know that. Um, but, yeah, this is a special, a special time, a very important championship uh, and more than that, I think it's the foundation for future which is a really cool thing to be a part of.
0: Yeah, definitely. And I suppose a massive thank you for letting us be a part of it as well by being able to talk about your new team and everything that's going on in this championship. We are just as excited as you are to get this started. And I know we're already, I mean, we're still months away, but I'm like buzzing now to to see bikes on track. I'm so, so excited.
1: I mean, I get that completely. I think I wake up every day, with my stomach in knots and it's because there's something constantly to do it's non-stop um i think this entire process from the time that it started until now has been uh, a learning experience in a lot of ways i think i'm quite fortunate uh that i'm surrounded by people that have done it before uh and that i've had a little bit of experience at least knowing how things work and how bureaucracy works um so it's it's going to be an exciting time and i I'm excited for myself, I'm excited for, for my riders, of course, but I'm excited for all of these riders in this championship because I think how often do we get the opportunity to be a part of something that's new, that's never been done before, to be the first? Um, and that's quite a legacy to to have and to to be starting with.
0: Yeah, definitely. I suppose then for maybe, for people who don't know what this woman Women's World Championship is I think we should start there and if possible I think it would be best if you could maybe describe what is the Women's World Championship what are you getting yourself into? Not yeah, in a I bad mean... way that horrible.
1: <laughs> no, I mean like it's been it's 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 kind of like just giving yourself a constant headache if I'm honest um it's it's quite interesting and ent- entering this championship particularly as a team um a lot of the time with championships of this nature. So this championship is wholly a Yamaha only championship. We will all be running Yamaha R7s, which are supplied by Yamaha, managed by Yamaha. We bring a mechanic each for the girls, we're supplied a crew chief. So it is very much a consumer-based product and a consumer-based championship, Uh, but there's nothing wrong with that. That's actually quite a good way to get into motorsport. We've seen success uh, with championships of this nature or of, of this this model with things like the Red Bull Cup, uh, Red Bull Rookies Cup, I should say, um, the R6 Cup. It's, it's quite a good way and quite an even playing field and a great stepping stone to what you can do beyond this championship. Uh, and a lot of the time, the hardest part of motorsport is actually getting a step in the door. Uh, and that's what this championship has allowed for. Um, aside from diversity, which is, is a very important part of our sport, our culture, where we're going as a society, what we think, uh, but I think giving, mostly giving riders the chance to be competitive uh, on an even playing field and, and being the first to do it is, is quite important. And that's the basis of the FIM Women's Motorcycling World Championship. It will run inside the World Superbike Calendar, uh, so we have six races that start in June. We finish at the finale in Jerez. Um, it, it's, it's great. We have awesome airtime. We can't complain about that. Uh, and more than anything, I think what we each need to bring as competitors and teams in this championship is tongue-in-cheek, it is a little bit about proving that we need to be there. Uh, but more than that, I think it's the drive and the determination. Because at the end of the day, I don't think anybody really cares who's, what sex is on the bike when the visor goes down. People just want to watch good racing. And that's what we're determined to bring.
2: So putting focus on you personally, how did you decide, like, what made you want to run your own team?
1: so it's a, I'll, g- I'll give you like the PG version it's a it's a funny story <laughs> it is a funny story but um, of all places of all things I was actually on the Isle of Man and I just finished a TT senior and as all things on the Isle of Man you finish the senior you go out you have fun with your friends you, you dance and you party and you do it all again the next year I was uh, sitting with a friend of mine in her kitchen at seven o'clock in the morning having a coffee and I was feeling a little bit sorry, not not because I'd been had had a few too many, not not specifically for that. I felt like my friends had kind of been let down in a few different ways, and I was disappointed more than anything for them. I, I felt this sense of if you're going to come and do something, you want it to, you you want it, you know. And my friend and I were talking about this, and she said to me, and this is where the name comes into into it she said to me you remind me of this this deity called uh, Sekhna and I went oh what's that and she goes to me oh well this is like the god of war and friendship and you are like that you have this desperate need to protect your friends and love them and you'll do that by being a leader in battle or you'll do that by coming to the defense of people and I said that's quite flattering thank you um which is always a lovely thing to be told by a friend I think you know we don't give ourselves enough credit sometimes when we're told by people that we do good things and it was lovely and anyway we, we googled this god turns out that segment of all things was born from fire now if you know anything about me there's a little bit of self-reflection here I was I was in quite a traumatic accident quite a few years ago not quite a few three or four years ago now I was on fire um and I looked at my friend and I said that's a little bit is it this is creepy this is really like self-reflective and she like like we said this god was the the god of friendship and war uh and the only way to calm her down was to give her wine this is how this god would relax (laughs) she would drink wine and my friend looked at me and said like that is you to a t that can't be anyone else this is meant to be um but that was kind of it for the moment The next week, I found myself in Horef at MotoGP Testing, where they announced that there would be the Women's Motorcycling World Championship. And I'm a big believer in you have to see opportunities and take them. And I was sitting in that press conference, and a few things were, were said that I didn't completely agree with. But... It's an opportunity, isn't it? I looked at it. I walked out of that press conference. I walked into the media center. I looked at the journalists sitting in front of me, and I could see it clear as day. It was Guido Fehneman, uh, Matt Oxley, and Everett Slager. And I said to them, "I'm gonna have a t- I'm gonna have a team next year. You. you watch." And they laughed, but they knew. Like they laughed with, a, "Yes, I, we. Yes, I can see it already." Um, and I said it with such conviction that I didn't have a choice. I now had to do this so that was i don't know if it was meant to be i don't know if meant to be is a real thing but if you're always looking for an opportunity they'll find you and in the space of two weeks from the isle of man right down to Hereth, it kind of just fell together really naturally um, from its purpose its name the reason why my why with starting this was to really create opportunities create a safe workplace for the people i care about um, to create jobs for the people I care about, not just athletes. You know, this is this is an opportunity for people in marketing, for people in videography, photography, um, some sort of to to partner with other people in this industry, and it's been a crazy eight or nine months doing that, and again having to prove worth because it's new, it's new to me too, um, but stepping into this just the opportunity was there and i couldn't say no
0: and that's how we got here today wow i absolutely love that story and knowing your attitude and how you conduct yourself hearing that story i'm like that yeah i feel like if you'd said that to me i would have had the same reaction of yeah we'll see you in the grid next year (laughs) 110 percent yeah you've convinced me (laughs) but becoming a team principal and a founder and creating a team it's a new thing it's scary um but how are you preparing for this new role? I know at this stage, we're still a little bit away from the championship. But so far, how have you found this new role? And how have you sort of worked into it?
1: I think I'm very fortunate that I'm the type of person that knows I don't know everything. And that is my greatest strength. Because if I sat there and pretended that I did, I would look ridiculous. So when I said that I was going to do it, that's great. I had nothing. I didn't know where to start and I called people I know and I had a chat and one person led to another person and a friend led to a friend. Uh, And then I found myself a very cunning, very outgoing, uh, like-minded individual named Dennis Baddeley, DB. Den has headed up things like the Distinguished Gentleman's Ride. Uh, He's headed up F1. He was the previous head of sponsorship and marketing at Suzuki in the 2000s in MotoGP and we had this this conversation i'll never forget it i was talking to him on facetime in my van i wanted to say motorhome but i live in a van uh in in uh uh, where were we in the netherlands at assen and i was talking and talking and our 25 minute conversation went for three hours and by the end of it he goes i i really i like the i like this this feels like fun back to Back to how racing should be. I want to be a part of it. Um, so, Jen has come on board and he's a genius in many ways, and he annoys me in many others. I won't lie to you. We have our moments where we're conflicting about different ideas, like any business does. Um, but he has been a mentor, a friend. Uh, between the two of us, our contact list has been pretty phenomenal as well. And, you know, I think it's like I said, when you don't know something, call the person who does. And it's not just Den. There are other people that I've spoken to, um, of course, that I'm in regular contact with. But Den has definitely given me a much needed sense of stability, and I, I know the direction. But he—he he is the compass. He is the stability. He is the one that can help me get there. Um, and together, we've—we really have just created this incredible brand. And it feels almost like it's been overnight, but actually this has been eight or nine months of every day we're on the phone, we're talking, we're thinking about our next steps, where we're going, who we are, our identity. Um, So it's been a lot A lot more
2: has gone into this than I think most people would realize. I always think like eight or nine months, it sounds like such a long period of time, but at the same time, if you have to build your own team from scratch, get everything accredited, find riders, in a brand new championship it must have and you're still doing other things as well like it must have been very stressful and i think you can be very very proud of yourself to even just take this opportunity run with it and just not looking back Thank you. Yeah.
1: I mean, it's, yeah, it is exactly like that. And I think people underestimate how easy it just, it is to just turn up with a bike and race and that's great. But what if we crash and we need to pay Yamaha another 20 grand for a bike part that we don't have. These are all questions that, you know, racing is a a diverse and hard and heavy and expensive sport at the best of times. So if you're going to do it, how do we do it effectively? You know, these are these are some of the questions that I have had to think about. Um, and there have been times where I'm sitting there in my bedroom going like, I'm not sure I want to do this. And I go to sleep and I wake up the next day and I'm like, what are you talking about? You love racing. Of course you want to do this. Like, go on. Yeah. So thank you. And it yeah, it's, it's hard work for sure.
2: I mean, it's yeah. always like you're looking so forward to the racing, but at the same time, there's, especially with safety and, money it is difficult i imagine and um there is a startup package for the riders who join but how does this exactly play out Uh, we know that they have to pay twenty five thousand euros they get supply the bike but as you mentioned if there is a crash if you need new parts all those things aren't included then
1: no i don't look i'll be honest with you i don't completely believe so and there are still a lot of unknowns about this championship and questions that we all have and this is the bureaucracy in sport sometimes a lot of the time it's just turn up and we'll tell you when you get here and that that can be quite difficult to manage a lot of I guess the saving grace that we've had is anticipation uh so we we know how this industry works and that has sort of been our grace if that makes sense we're able to anticipate things before they happen based on previous you know examples um so it's been it's been tricky in that sense and you know it is hard you know i i I feel i feel for the girls who who don't know all the answers to those questions because sometimes i don't know all the answers to those questions either um i do know that in our team what was really really important to me was that if you were going to race for me you were going to be paid there was no question in my mind about that so that's been hard work because I'm basically trying to get money that I have to give away, but it's not giving away, it's with purpose. Um, this is a team. Everybody deserves to be there and they should be you know, gaining from that experience. If it's not just exposure, they need to be able to feel like they're contributing to the team as well and vice versa. So we have to look after our staff and our team members. Um, and if you're racing as an indep- independent in this race, it's hard. No one said that that was going to be easy at any stage. And it, it differs to things like Red Bull Rookies in that sense because that is quite a package in itself. Because this is a first-time uh, championship, there are things that I have no doubt will go wrong, right? And I, if, I, if I was to sit here and say I'm going to nail it the first time and I'd be too full of myself, if I get to the end of the year and I've nailed it, I will be shocked with myself right? Because I, I know I know that's the nature of, of the world that we live in. Um, and the championship itself will, will face challenges and these will be some of them. But I think if these aren't discussed, if people aren't aware of this, how can we still contribute to diversity? How can we make sure that our, our women, our female races are getting eyeballs on them, um, that they're getting the opportunity to race competitively. So these are all questions that I think run through the minds of people. We don't all have the answers to them. And unfortunately, this is the kind of game where you have to pay to play. And I feel very, very grateful and humbled by the fact that I am in a position to be able to look after my staff. And I think in the kind of sport that we're in, that is somewhat unheard of at, at this level. Um and it's a very nice thing to be able to do for people. So there's there's a lot on my plate. That costs me money and time as well, but it's what I want to do. And, again, it comes back to my why. Why am I doing this? And that is why. If we're going to make real change, if we're going to make pathways, then we need to make them
0: real. And that's, that's my vision with this. Speaking of pathways and the importance of the championship, which we've mentioned a little bit now, Yes, we already have women in motorcycle racing and we have women competing in a number of different classes across the world, but there's not as many as we would like. We know for a fact there's maybe one woman in however many hundreds of men that there is in the sport. What do you see for this championship in the sense of growing the sport for women? Can we get more women into the mainstream classes? Is this an end goal for women, or is this something that we can go, okay? I've competed in this championship. Now I'm going to go and win this championship that is dominated by men.
1: Depends on who you ask, I guess, if mm. I'm honest with you. Um, and I don't mean that as a negative, I don't mean that in a, in a, anti-men or extremist feminist way at all I think your circumstance of where you come from what you think and what you yourself as a human being and an individual is trying to achieve contributes to that greatly Um, the FIM president said when this championship started that this was you know the 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 end for women this is where they should end up and I know that he he copped a lot of slack for that so let's just say it was a translation mishap Let's say that because on the other hand, and that's been giving the benefit of the doubt, on the other hand, Yannicka you, who is the the head of, um, sorry, the FIM Women's Commission president, is just on the ball with this. And I know that the FIM Women's Commission is actively trying to make changes into gender and diversity and how we gain women into this sport instead of turning them away, how we educate people as a group Um into being interested in something that is perhaps not natural to them from the day that they were born. I've said this quite a few times in the past. People feel safe where they feel with their community, which is why you see things like motorsport being heavily male dominated. It is a community. Generally, from a young age, dads will take their sons, and that's not applicable to everyone. I've had women tell me, well, that wasn't my case. My dad used to take me. And I, yes, I'm sure. I'm sure that's true. No one's spading that but the the greater community is made up of where people feel most safe, right? So it's just about creating a community essentially. And I think the Women's World Championship shouldn't in any, by any means, be the end all and be all for women in world racing on a world championship level in motorcycling, absolutely not. Um, I think when we look at other sports like endurance, we've had all female teams before, they've had quite great success. Um, we've had female races at things like the Manx, Grand Prix and, and TT and road racing in Ireland. There's, there's a lot in this community of motorcycling. It's just creating a visible community to perhaps people like mothers with sons who don't like motorcycles because they're unsafe or don't like the idea of them. This is a racing is the safest form of motorcycling there is, actually. Right, you, I, myself, would never get on a motorcycle on the road. I just wouldn't. On a circuit, it is as safe as it could be. So it's all about creating these new avenues to communities. It's fathers with daughters, right? Yeah. It's mums with sons, mums yeah. with daughters, and generally, I think with with female-driven marketing. If mum says it's safe or mum likes it, it's a good thing because I know myself, I always had one parent who would say no and one parent who would say yes. So I'd go to the parent who would say no first and then go to the parent that would say yes. And then they'd kind of bicker, and then I'd get my way anyway. We're trying to cut that out. We're actually trying to get groups to align. That's the goal here. Um, So I think that's what this championship has the capability to do. And I think that will take time. You know, of course it will, um, but that should be a long-term goal.
2: Oh, so I think it's time for something else that is very, very exciting. Would you like to reveal your writers? Who are they? Where are they from? A bit of background.
1: Yes, I would. I would love to do that. I am. Um, before I do that, let me tell you that writers are really hard. Not my writers, <laughs> but th- this whole process of like trying to to find the one that fits and, and negotiating and communicating. And that was a ride for me, let me tell you. And not not in a bad way, but very much a learning experience, um, especially with our team and what our goals are. It was a bit like, oh, my God, I don't know what to do next. But in saying that, like I said, opportunities, I'm always open to them. And for, for some reason, they fell the right way. Um, so I have two writers who are just amazing in a lot of ways uh I have Mallory Dobbs out of the United States uh she's racing number 14 and I have Lizzie Whitmore from the UK number 34
2: who is our little
1: yeah and it has been a an interesting one and I've managed to keep Lizzie to not say a word nobody knew that she was she was uh we we spoke about this pretty much the week after it was it was announced the women's world championship and I said I will vouch for you I want you in this championship because I think Lizzie is the perfect example of giving someone the right opportunity and watching them run with it and Mallory Mallory was just a godsend she really was um, you know I, I I met her through another friend out of the US and she. You know, when you just jump on the phone with somebody, you go, we clicked, we clicked straight away. Um, and I'm so proud of my team. I really am. I'm, I'm proud of the goals that we have and, and the work that we're doing. And I'm proud of their goals and their ambitions because their ambitions reach much further than the Women's World Championship. Uh, but they know and they have the conviction to trust me, to trust our team and put everything into this championship this year. And I am so excited to support them. In doing that, and I will be their biggest advocate.
0: I love it. Absolutely amazing. I suppose, then, in the team in general, you sort of did mention a few other members of the team, but how many people are in your team as a whole? Sort of who is sort of working with you then? So, we've
1: got as a team, it's quite interesting, right? Because if you wanted to turn up and race, you don't need a whole team in a lot of ways. Um, But I want to turn up and race and I want to exceed expectations and I want people to see how great not just our team is but the championship is. There's a lot into this. Um, So I think in our team we have about nine or ten people. Uh, We have some interns as well, which is quite exciting and the idea is all content driven behind that. Um, Yeah, and actually collecting the right people for the team was hard As well and i'm one of those people that my biggest strength is my greatest weakness which is i love to talk to people and i trust people and i love people um and this was the the biggest project i've ever had in my life where i actually had to like center myself very well and i'm very proud of the team that dan and i have acquired because they are good people with big goals everyone has a big goal here and i and again back to my why we're we, we want that, we want to create jobs, careers, opportunities um, that don't exist. And to be frank, I was, I was at the point last year where I was very over my own role. I said, that this happened, I've invented something for myself and being able to do that for my team is quite, quite interesting um, and being responsible for that as well. That's, that's been a learning curve in a lot of ways, but one that I think I've been working on for the last 10 years. And it's nice to know that in some ways more than others there are my strengths and i have den who is my my other strength where he's the yin to my yang um so yeah our team i mean will everyone be in the paddock on the weekend maybe not but there is a lot happening and that's really cool the fact that we can
2: give those opportunities to people that want to be a part of our longevity as well do you have other women working in the team as well i mean it is of course Female racers, uh, riders, it's great to see. But at the same time, everything around in the paddock is also very male-dominated. So it's a championship <laughs> of women. It would be great to see them also working behind the scenes.
1: Yes, and I've got two sides to this. I agree with you completely, right? But also the biggest thing to me, the most important thing to me, was making sure that whoever we appoint in our business is the right person for the role. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and in saying that, if they're not, do they have the potential to be? Because a lot of the time, I think what gets skipped in motorsport is actually finding talent in in mud and cleaning them up. You know, it's it's a diamond in the rough. They exist, but that takes patience and time. So in our team, we have the girls actually greatly outweigh the men at the moment, which is quite funny, um, and was entirely unintentional. There was no, in my mind, there was no thought pattern between we need this many men and we need this many women. My, From the mechanics that we're still looking at, um, from the marketing team, I mean, Verity is my sales and marketing assistant. She's done her own podcasting. She's done a couple of other things in her own portfolio, and she's only... 18, 19 years old, and she was one of those ones that I saw I went, I like you, I like you, she's fun, she's happy, she's got the drive, she wants it, she knows more so what she wants to do, which is quite a big indicator. Um, so it, it is it is a, a nice mix of people. Um, again, the women do outweigh the men, which is, I just I realised that myself just now actually. Um <laughs> It's a, yeah, it's a nice position to be in. And I think for me personally, just being seen as a female team is not the end goal. Despite the fact we are in a female a women's championship, don't, please don't misunderstand what I'm saying. Um, what is important to me is that a group of people can collaborate and come together and do something exciting um, and, and be thought leaders and be the reason why. Um, and I think if you want to go anywhere in life, it takes collaboration.
0: Yeah, definitely. Fabulous answer. Love that. <laughs> Doing my best. <laughs> so you mentioned marketing there. And um obviously you have people in your own team working on marketing. And you've recently just announced that you've created your own digital marketing company, Phoenix. Um is that going to play into this championship or what are your goals with that? Is that a standalone project or is that something that you're sort of wanting to work in together? Yeah.
1: So Phoenix, Phoenix was a ride. Phoenix was just one of those things that actually I needed to not to have, to not just think about motorcycling, believe it or not, because my background is all sales and marketing digital driven. That is where I come from. That's my happy place. I could talk to you about vendor solutions all day. It's what I'm good at. Um, so the agency kind of came about as a collaboration between myself, my business partner, um, and he, he, again, he's just so switched on. He's the creative man. He sees things that I don't see. Uh, and I am the, the sales-driven chatterbox, meet them, have coffee and, and develop those relationships. Uh, and we took our project to the States and we, we won People actually saw our, our business and, and what we were capable of achieving um, and a couple of things that we have in the pipeline. And we, we raised, raised the capital with our investors and, and we are so fortunate. And I think that, again, that's one of those things where, in, in the most humble way possible, it feels amazing to know I've done a lot of work over the last 10 years and that's starting to, those opportunities of presenting themselves. Um, those those relationships are presenting themselves as well and uh, it's busy this this is why I've been so like crazy busy Um, but it's 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 a fantastic opportunity my agency our agency I should say is is capable of doing so much And I'm not quite used to being called a managing director as appointed by and with a board of investors and directors that's such a crazy thing to a position to be in um and when i started this again i was 27 28 literally three days from now a lot of people didn't have the faith and i get that um but just you know chipping away at it it's it's come together and that is it's fabulous so yes to some degree uh, phoenix Phoenix Power Sport Promotions uh, will play into our team, uh, but they are separate businesses. Um, We, Phoenix ourselves, we work in aviation, yachting, aerobatics, uh, motorcycling, uh, what's the other one? Cars. There's a lot that we do. Sorry, I know. How many wheels does it have? Uh, (laughs) There's a lot that we do, and that business at the moment is just in its acquisition stage of clients. We're currently serving a couple of clients, and it's nice. It's really nice to sort of switch between these two, and, and the team in the position that I'm in actually doesn't need my attention 24-7 because I have staff members in place to be doing those jobs. So this has been just a really incredible eight or nine months um, and watching all of these things come together and, you know, I don't have to eat toast anymore. That's nice. It's amazing what a little bit of like ingenuity can do. So it's nice to see that that's starting to fall into place. And I think if I could say anything to anyone, be prepared to fail, because I've had three businesses before this and they didn't all fail. Some were very successful. Some were interrupted by COVID. Um, But sometimes when things don't go the way you, you plan them to, they feel like failure. And those are great lessons to have because you get to a point where suddenly it's it's working. Everything works. And, again, it's just you've got to have the eyes open for those opportunities.
2: What services is Phoenix providing for people who are interested in it, who want to know, um, yeah, about sport as well? How are you moving so we forward are, in that?
1: Yeah, so we are a full-service digital marketing, creative, and events agency in the power sports vertical. Hence why we work across things like yachting and, and um, cars, motorcycles, uh, aviation. So we have quite a comprehensive little book of people and events and things that we can do and activate together right through from World Superbike to Formula One. I mean, for us, it's, it's our combined knowledge is over 50 something years of industry practice, which is phenomenal. Um so at the moment we have operations across Australia, Europe, the UK, and the US. Um, so we've accidentally gone quite big, quite quick. Um, and seeing rapid growth, it's, it's, it's a little bit like, whoa, okay. Um, but it's fantastic, it's a wonderful position to be in. So if, if Power Sports is on your radar, if motorsports, aviation, if that's something that you are interested in as a brand, as a business, um, you know, we definitely work sort of that top tier level of of marketing and industry. Uh, Please, by all means, get in touch. We're here, we're new. We do things a little bit differently, as you'd expect. Um, And that was kind of the point, the the whole point is to go against the grain and we do that very well.
0: But I suppose to round everything off, because I'm sure we could sit here and talk for literal hours about all of this, but I suppose maybe it's like a closing statement personally what do you want to achieve out of this from this project as a whole what are your goals maybe short term long term what are you thinking with with this project um it's
1: it's interesting actually especially based on the things how this started i started this in with with others in mind which is, uh, I, t- I tend to approach life like that i i do I know that I I think of others constantly. And it's a really interesting position to be in now because I do have to think of myself. um, And more than that, I have to think of my team, my people, my races, everything. So I think in the short term, a lot of it is just proving value. And you, you can't escape that. I still, I respect the fact that I am 28 years old. I think it's a gift to be 28 years old and working with people who have far more knowledge than I do and achieving these great goals together. Um, it's, a, it's a blessing, it's a gift. And, and again, that's been 10 years of work to get to here. But that still comes with the grain of your 28 years old. Prove it. So there's a little bit of that. Um, I think long-term for me, things that are really important are, are literally my sanity and well wellbeing. Um, going, going racing for me is passion but it also has to be commercially valuable so I want to make sure that we're able to achieve both of those I'm able to achieve both of those I want to enjoy this life and I I, I won't be crass about it it's taken me two years of working in MotoGP to really understand how fortunate I am um, to have the kind of opportunity that I have and I complain about my life of course I do I'm tired I haven't seen my family in 2 years it's it's been life on the road it is hard work um, no one is denying that this is hard work and I think if you are looking for a career in motorsport be prepared for the sacrifices that you will make in the name of speed because that's all this is we're all crazy people we 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 I don't know why we do this it's like we have we have to be running constantly we have to be going somewhere so I think the long term goal for me is to continue feeling privileged in in the sense that I've worked to be here and I know how hard that's been for me and that to, to share that privilege with others through these projects to create jobs to create opportunities and that's what I want out of this that's what this was it was for others and I think the most rewarding part for me right now is that other people are having dreams come true and so am I all in the name of speed and that's a that's a cool feeling that is a good you know when you call a rider and you say hey congratulations you'll be racing in the women's world championship and they cry to you on the phone you never get to give that kind of joy to someone you know and it's yeah it's a bit of both for me it's it's a wonderful life I live and I'm very grateful for it
0: yeah um one last thing (laughs) do you think that this is going to inspire more women or people in general to be involved in motorsport, whether it be your own story or this championship as a whole?
1: I think what inspires people is the drive to do it. I, I How I feel about the Women's World Championship is when the visor goes down, I don't care if they're chicks or not in it to be, to be crass. I don't care. I like racing. I want to watch good racing. And if this championship offers you an opportunity as an athlete, as a mechanic, as a person in marketing to get into the sport, you'd be mad not to take it. There is a a reason why I'm here. You'd be mad not to take it. If this inspires you to do something, if you, you are committed to finding a way, look for them because they are there and this is one of them. So, Yes, I I would hope to some degree it does. Um, And it should, it deserves to. But when that visor goes down, nobody cares what what the sex of the person is on the bike. It's about the racing. And I think we should lead with that. That's important to remember.
0: Well, I think that's all the questions that I have, unless Alec has anything else to add.
2: I think I've never felt so inspired and motivated (laughs) to just do stuff
1: but do you know what it is like honestly I it being told that I'm inspirational always makes me feel like why um but I I will say to some degree and I hope this isn't too tooting my own horn but when you do the work and you get to share that with other people and you put the work in and the tears and the angers and and the fights with your husband and the fights with your business partner and to trying to explain to your dad and he doesn't understand because he's half the world away. Yeah. Hell yeah, if that inspires you, go and do it because it's worth it. It's, it's great to be able to say that you did something and it's even better to know that you've done it collaboratively. And I think that's where a lot of my gratitude comes from. It's, it's the fact that I wake up and I'm really grateful for the people in my life, the people that support me. And, and that's what inspires me. You know, My friends are actually my greatest inspiration without them, even though sometimes they're absolute idiots. And I love them for it anyway. Without them, none of this would be happening right now. And that's quite a legacy for themselves.
0: Well, I think all that's left to say is a massive thank you, Maddie, for coming onto the podcast and telling us everything about your new team and the championship. And again, a massive congratulations that this is going ahead. We are so, so excited to see not only your team, but this championship really take off in the summer. Yeah, thank, thank
1: you so much, thank both you, of you, for, you for making the time. I, I really appreciate it, as you know, and I, um, I'm looking forward to having you in the paddock with us. And I Oh, yeah, you're not going to get rid around. of us. No, you're going to be. I t- I'm telling you, like I said, it's all collaboration. There's so much opportunity there. Get in, have fun, come and look. I can't wait to
0: have you in the paddock. Yeah, you're going to unpack every round and I'm just going to be there in a wee box. Like, you're yeah. just going to quite me your <round> <laughs>
2: It's gonna be like group is following you around.
0: Let's leave it. Like, hey. I'm back. Just with addictive. Well, it's a, but
1: I mean, this is the whole point, guys. I mean, I'm actually thinking about it, I started my career in World Superbike. I say career, I used to hold umbrellas and I'm not ashamed of it. That's, That's what I did. But I started yeah, I started there, I started there, I knew what I was doing, I wanted to make friends with people, I wanted to be here where I am one day, ten years ago. And here we are. So World Super, I can't knock World Superbike because without it, I don't think Maddie Patterson would be Maddie Patty. I don't think she'd exist, actually. She'd probably still be working in tech and marketing
0: in Sydney, which is not necessarily a bad thing. But but I like, I like my life. <laughs> Definitely. And I suppose then if people want to find you or the team before this championship starts, where can people find you and follow on to the journey?
1: Yep, you can find us at Segment Racing, S-E-K-H-M-E-T Racing. Uh, we're on Twitter. What is it, X now? X, Instagram, uh, Facebook. All of those things have been built out. You won't miss a beat because you can also follow me at Maddie underscore Patty or at Maddie Patty, and I will post a lot about it. So you'll never miss a link. Uh, but, yes, we are out there. If you drop us a follow, we'd be so grateful.
0: Definitely. And then I think the last thing to mention is that this championship is starting at round four of the World Superbikes Championship in Mizano. And then we've got six rounds after that. And like you mentioned, uh, we're ending in Jerez in October. So plenty of racing because there's two races around, isn't there? So we're going to have 12 races in total. So... We cannot wait to see bikes on track. We are so, so excited. But yes, 14th to the 16th of June is the first round. Make sure you mark it in your calendar. And yeah, I think that is it for today's episode. Again, a massive thank you to Maddie for joining us. And yeah, we will see you guys next week with another episode.